Hello guys, welcome back to another episode of All in Tech. Hope you guys are doing great. Today we have the Z Flip 4. We're going to be talking about it, first impressions. Now, quick little update. We are going to be getting, hopefully, the Galaxy Z Flip 4. And this is obviously the most popular foldable phone on the market right now. Uh, mainly because of its relatively... Uh, affordable i say affordable lightly i use that term very very loosely here because a thousand dollars is not exactly everyone's idea of affordable but in the foldable market where phones are costing thirteen hundred dollars at the very least fourteen hundred dollars fifteen hundred dollars from the likes of xiaomi and oppo uh and even samsung themselves with the fold four costing $800 or $1,800, sorry. Uh, it's a really expensive, right? But the Z Flip 4 coming in at just $1,000, and I say just $1,000 again, really loosely, it's, it is rather expensive, but not as expensive as its other counterparts. So the Z Flip 4 is the most attainable uh, foldable phone, and it just happens to be in the f same form factor as a traditional phone, except it just folds a little bit forward, obviously. And so, hopefully, I will be getting that. I'm going to pre order it through T Mobile actually. So, I'm going to see what I can get there. I know the trade in deals are insane. I could totally get this for around $290 if you have an S22 Plus. Um, that's what I got, $290 for this Z Flip 4. But I don't want to trade in this phone because this phone is just too good to trade in. So I'm going to be ordering it through another way. Uh, but let's talk about the first impressions. And I will be back with another episode uh, talking about it. Maybe. Because I think I might be doing a video as well. So hopefully you guys will watch the video so I don't have to do another podcast episode. Because I'd be making two episodes about this one and then a video about it. So I'll just I'll just link the video in the description of this episode. Uh, once I do make that video, I'll put it in the description of this episode. So you can come back and re-watch it. Or actually watch it for the first time. Or you could actually just go to my youtube account right now which will be linked down in the description and you can go subscribe and that way you'll always be ready for that z fold or z flip 4 unboxing now let's get started now i will say not much has changed again on the flip 4 told you guys refinement is the motto of this year for samsung uh and we're about to see why uh so we have the Z Flip 4. Let's start off with the screen of the phone. This, uh, when it's closed, actually when it's opened, we have a 6.7 inch foldable dynamic AMOLED 2X display. It does support 120 hertz and HDR10 plus with 1200 nits of peak brightness, which is actually really bright. That's around the same brightness, if I'm not wrong, as the 12 Pro Max or 12 Pro. For the iPhone, so I'd say it's very bright. Uh, you also, for the weight, we have 187 grams, which is actually very similar to the S22 Plus in terms of weight. So that's really nice. I, I like a little bit of weight on the foldable phones. You know, it's just a nice little, I guess, I like weight, but without it being heavy, you know, the heft 
I need the heft factor. Now, uh, for the build quality, we do have a plastic screen with ultra-thin glass behind it on the inside of the display. On the outside, we have two things. We have an all-glass panel, and then we have half a glass panel and a screen under glass as well. Uh, so we have a little bit of an interesting setup here. We have an outer display, which does have Corning Gorilla Glass Victus Plus, as well as the actual just normal back glass that we see on normal traditional phones. Uh, that's also there. So along with the aluminum frame, their armor aluminum frame that they're calling it, their most durable aluminum frame, it's just going to be a very well-built phone, and I can't wait to get it into my hands. This is going to be my first foldable phone, so it's going to be my step into the foldable market. And I, I, I really, I'm excited for it. I'm a little bit scared because I'm going to be using it as my main phone probably until the S23 comes out. I'm going to trade in the S22 Plus that I have right now. I'm going to get the S23 Ultra. And from there, I'm going to switch to S23 Ultra. I'm going to have that have my SIM card in it. So that's going to be kind of the thing there, you know. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to be the plan, hopefully, if all goes well, all goes according to plan. That's how it's going to end up being. Uh, so the Z Flip 4 is not going to be my main phone for too long, only for the first couple of months. But I will be using it nonetheless. Uh, it's going to be kind of interesting because this will be my first time having three phones and I've, I've never really used three phones before and I'm guessing not a lot of people have but it, when you're in the tech industry like this reviewing things uh, this is bound to happen so I'm just trying to figure out how I can put this third phone to use let it be something for you know something productive uh, I don't want phones just laying around you know like right now I have a tablet that I don't I barely use. I barely use it. And I wanted to buy it and I barely use it. So as it turns out, I have no really no real practical use for it aside from in-room entertainment just to watch shows and whatnot when I don't have my laptop up here. So yeah, hopefully I can find some kind of use for it. If you guys have any ideas, let me know either through this uh through the links down below where you can have there's like, like a little Q&A down there. You can check it out. Type in your response of any kind of use case that I might use it for. Uh, but yeah, this is like a really cool phone. I really wish I could use it as my main phone, but it just it doesn't have everything that, you know, let's just say the S23 Ultra or even the S22 Plus. I've been comparing it to the S22 Plus and it doesn't have, it, it has a lot of drawbacks compared to... Um, the S22 Plus. It just has so much to lose in a way compared to the S22 Plus. And I compare it because they're the same exact size and they cost the same amount. So um, there's, they're in the same price range. So that's why I'm comparing them. Uh, except one folds in half, right? I'm just... We'll have to see. We'll have to see. But let, let's continue on. This does have... IPX8 water resistance, which means you can submerge this phone, which is even crazy to think about. 
1.5 meters for 30 minutes. So that's the same water rating as the S22 series of phones and the iPhone 13 series of phones. You can submerge this phone in water. I would not do it. I really would not. I don't recommend you do it either. But you can. It's kind of that's kind of what you know they put the rating there for. Is that you can. I just wouldn't recommend it. It's definitely a nice to have kind of feature that you know that in the back of your mind, if it does have get water on it, it's going to be fine. Although you're going to freak out a lot of people that are not so aware of that because it's a foldable phone, you know. It's very new technology right now. Now, moving on to the display again, back to the display, we have a resolution of 1080p. So on a 6.7 inch display, uh, it's 1080p is really not that sharp, but it'll be fine. It seems that Samsung is going to keep putting 1080p. Actually, it's not fine. It's annoying because that's not how Samsung used to be, but it is what it is right now. 1080p on all displays that are not the Ultra. Uh, it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. We have 426 ppi density. So it's going to be pretty decent uh, looking display. Like always from Samsung, we've come to see this time and time again. Now, on the outside, which is called the cover display, we have a Super AMOLED 1.9 inch display. And it's covered in Corning Gorilla Glass Victus Plus with a resolution of 2060 by 512. So that, you're, I mean, you're looking at a similar resolution of like the Galaxy Watch 4 and Watch 5. Uh, it's it, Basically, it feels more that that cover screen is more of a a wearable kind of display because you have very limited things. I've been watching Mr. Mobile's review of the Flip 4 and he brought up some really good points. You don't even have the option for do not disturb mode. You know, you don't have that toggle available, even though they have other toggles like Wi-Fi, flashlight, uh, airplane mode and whatever. They don't add I don't know why they didn't add it. That was like such a simple thing to do uh, and such a convenient thing as well. So the cover screen still needs some work in terms of usability. Uh, some people have been asking Samsung to just make the whole front display or the f- whole cover display take up half the phone uh, versus just 1.9 inches. I think it would benefit from a bigger screen, but I think for what it is it's the best version out right now of the cover display for the flip series uh in the past they haven't been so useful it's only been just a clock widget and that's really much you know that's pretty much it but now we have added functionality from a bunch of toggles to slightly viewing some widgets that samsung added on there that you can you know customize and do and whatnot but we'll have to see how much of a hindrance that cover display is like i said i will be using this as my main phone uh, I will have my SIM card out of the S22 Plus and into the Flip 4. I'm going to miss this phone for the next couple of months because, let's be honest, this phone is miles better than the Flip 4. The Flip 4, just like Samsung says, is a flex. It's just flexing. It's nowhere near practical yet. It's just a flex. It's a just-to-show-off kind of phone. And I love that. I'm not personally... I don't. I don't, I don't I don't like necessarily showing off but I don't like not like showing off you know it's like in between um so yeah I definitely want to flex uh with this phone it's definitely a very cool phone I think anyone's going to be excited to really try it out and have it uh, it's just a matter of the price tag now 
for the OS, we do have Android 12 with One UI 4.1 on top. And it, this is obviously the latest for right now, given that the S23 is going to, you know, it's almost right around the corner um, in January. Uh, we're in August right now. So it's it's nearing its launch, sort of. Uh, we still got a couple more months, maybe half a year. But I'm just saying that out of anticipation. Now, we do have the Qualcomm Snapdragon 8 Plus Generation 1. I really hate the naming of that. Uh this is slightly better because of the 8 plus you know the s22 series has the 8 gen 1 but this uh flip has the snapdragon 8 plus so a little bit more performance a little bit more uh i don't know whatever they do on chipsets efficiency battery power whatever uh it's really not that much of an increase or really much any kind of improvement it's just very minimal it's it just reminds me of the s10 days when the s10 came out with the 845 or 855 something like that and then the note 10 came out with the 855 plus something like that uh pretty much same concept here it's just a couple months apart so there's not really that much to talk about in terms of performance it's just going to be a very quick snappy phone just like the s22 series is and we have the Adreno 730 for a GPU. Now, for the memory card, we do not have expandable memory, but you do have a couple of storage configurations, 128 with 8 gigs of RAM, 120 or 256 of internal storage with 8 gigs of RAM, and 512 gigabytes of storage with 8 gigs of RAM. I can't talk. Now, Samsung is offering a free storage upgrade that normally costs $60, which I think is ridiculous. Uh, two, 256 should now be the normal, just the same as 128. You know, 128 used to be good. Now it's just like a, okay, that's bare minimum. We need a little bit more because as app sizes keep increasing, file sizes with these like big fancy cameras, they take more space for video and photos. Uh, we need more space. That's kind of the idea here. So 256 has got to be the standard, especially if you're not going to offer a micro SD card expansion, which is very annoying. Definitely, this is not a good phone to keep in the long term. Uh, I think just because one of those things is going to be a problem like storage. And second, durability potentially. We'll have to see how that holds up over time. The Flip 3 held up decent, so I'm guessing the 4 is going to be slightly better. Now... I don't know how long the 256 free storage upgrade is going to last. All I know is that it might for sure is going to be for this pre-order period. At the very least, it's going to be for that. I would recommend jumping on that right now because I do not recommend you pay $60 extra just for this stupid little uh, increase in price for more storage. Another option you can do is buy this like little SD card adapter USB-C for your phone is something that I use this is in no way sponsored uh, and if anchors listening which I really doubt sponsor me because I use a lot of your stuff um, it's like this little adapter thing it's a USB-C you plug it into the bottom of the phone obviously and you can buy any SD card or micro SD card and plug it in it has slots for both um, and you can just move the files 
into that SD card. And you have extra storage. So in a way, the USB-C port actually serves as a micro SD card expansion. Just instead of being inside the phone, it's outside the phone. So it's slightly less convenient. But it's better than paying 60 bucks. I think the adapter was $20, something like that. So I'd rather pay 20 bucks instead of 60 You save 40 bucks. Um, and later, even if you do pay for an SD card, which would probably be around 30 bucks or 20 depending on what you buy, uh, you'll be up $50, right? Nearly the $60, you'll think, oh, why not pay for the extra storage? Well, that's just about the, the most storage you're ever going to get. You know, that's going to be the cap. That's going to be the cap limit, 256, which you still can fill up. I would just rather go with the cheaper version, even by $10, because you have even more versatility uh, in moving your photos and whatever. So that's just me. But luckily, uh, Samsung's been really good with these kinds of things where they offer a bunch of different deals and whatnot. We have UFS 3.1 storage for the fast, efficient storage. We have the main cameras, which are only two cameras. We have a 12-megapixel wide sensor and a 12-megapixel ultra-wide lens. Now, these are the same lenses that they've been using for years, and there is no telephoto lens, which I wish they would include. For $1,000, the S22 Plus has that telephoto lens. And so one of the things that I'm really going to miss about uh, this S22 Plus for the next couple of months is... No 30 times zoom. I'm going to miss having that extra zoom range. Um, it's very useful, actually. Very, very convenient to have. Sometimes I can't see from far away because, you know, um, I use glasses, but lots of times I don't wear them. Uh, so I can't read little fine print that's far away. So that's where the zoom comes in, right? Um, I'm going to miss that. So that's gonna, it's going gonna, it's gonna to kind of suck in that department, but it's okay. Now... We have that ultra wide lens, which looks like something that came out of the S10 because it's a 123 degree field of view. Samsung isn't using that angle width anymore, uh, but that's still cool. We have a 4K video recording at 30 and 60 frames per second, 1080p at 60 and 30 uh, on the rear, and you also have that flex mode, so you can like do all these kinds of like self-timed portraits or something like that and you won't pretty much the phone acts as your photographer basically because it can sit down on any flat surface and the cameras are going to be pointed towards you you can angle it however you want to so in a way this phone acts like a, a photographer for you you can set a timer run and pose and it takes your takes your shot and you won't need to ask anyone to take a photo of you which is a really Great thing, I think, especially for antisocial people like me. Uh, you know, we don't want to socialize, especially to take a photo. It's feel like, it feels kind of awkward having someone else you don't even know taking a photo of you. Um, it's a bit strange, but this is definitely a convenience factor for sure. N moving on to the selfie camera, we do have a 10 megapixel sensor. This does the basic things, basically, you know, 4K 30, 1080p 30. It's nothing fancy, just basic things. So the camera department on the flip and a little bit on the fold are kind of lacking. You know, they're not giving you the latest and greatest cameras like you get on the S22 series or like the S22 Ultra. Uh, and I think for, especially for the fold, I think that deserves the best cameras, the ones that come on the S22 Ultra, because it's so expensive. 
$1,800 and you're not getting the best cameras. Uh, I get it. You're paying for the technology of the fold and whatever. But I feel like for $1,800, that's just... I feel like it should come with the phone. Now, we do have stereo speakers. We shall see how they sound in person. And we have no 3.5 millimeter headphone jack, but by now, that shouldn't really be an issue unless you have an old school car or you prefer high quality listening experiences. So that's really the only two peak groups of people that this is affected by or this affects. Uh, so yeah, keep that in mind. We do have Wi-Fi 6 support, Bluetooth 5.2, GPS, NFC, and... Um, Obviously, USB-C 2.0. We do have a side-mounted fingerprint sensor for biometrics. We also have face unlock, although not the most secure thing in the world, but it is convenient. Pattern, pin, password, whatever you want to use. You have those as security methods for unlocking your phone. Very cool. Moving on to the battery, we have a 3,700 milliamp hour battery. And this is ever so slightly bigger than the one that was in the Galaxy Z Flip 3. So if we go to the Z Flip 3, um, we can see that the battery was slightly smaller with the battery size being 3,300 milliamp hour battery. That's very similar size to the S8 Plus, if I'm not wrong. It came with a small battery after that whole um, Samsung Fire phones fiasco problem. Uh, yeah, not a good time. I, I don't even know why I brought that back up. But anyway, 3,000 milliamp hour battery. Basically, it was a very small battery. Didn't didn't last very long, according to a lot of reviewers. But Samsung has added 400 milliamp hours more, bringing the total to 37 milliamp hour battery. Uh, it shouldn't be, I don't think it should be too much of an issue. I think it'll be okay, but we'll have to see because I'm a power user and the S22 plus kind of suffers in the battery department recently. It's been kind of struggling to keep up with me, but, um, yeah, we'll have to see. We'll, we'll, we'll really have to see now. Uh, the char the charging speed has actually gone up. So from 15 watts last year on the Z Flip 3, we now get 25 watt fast charging. And I call it fast because it's faster <laughs> than 15 watts. It's not necessarily fast. 25 watts really needs to be, it's, it's kind of, it's dated now. It's really becoming dated. Um, you get 50% in 30 minutes and Samsung's content. Right now, Samsung is cruising. One of the biggest problems when it comes to products is that when there's no competition. When there's no competition, the company that's doing these products, making these products, don't feel any pressure to improve. Don't feel any pressure to innovate or refine. They don't feel the pressure to do it. So they just cruise. They add a little bit here, a little bit there. Call it improvement even though technically it is, but it's really not. Uh, they're just like, you know, whatever. They're chilling because they don't feel the pressure to compete in this market, you know. And given that Samsung has around 80% of the foldable market right now, Samsung literally does not care. They are cruising. They feel no pressure at all. But 
this is a mistake from Samsung, I'm telling you right now, because those Chinese manufacturers that are making foldable phones are catching up real quick, and a lot of them are starting to outperform their Galaxy Z Fold Flip series. They're faster charging phones, they're better looking foldable phones, they don't have a crease, they have bigger batteries, they have better displays, and better folding mechanisms, debatably. Uh, so once those become more popular, which I don't know how long that's going to take because Chinese manufacturers aren't exactly popular here in the U.S., but they could be more popular around the world. And that's when Samsung is going to start losing ground in the foldable market, and then they're going to feel pressure. So I give it around one to two years before Samsung starts to feel like they have to become or they have to keep a hold of their market that they created because it all started with them with the folding technology, as far as I'm aware. Uh, and so for right now, they're in cruise control, right? They're in control of the market, and that's why they feel like, oh, we can just add a little bit of improvement and customers will be okay. But that's just not the case. Samsung is losing time as we speak to improve these foldables and the competition is catching up quick. As we, as we know, technology evolves really rapidly and this is just another example. So we do have fast wireless charging at 15 watts and it's really slow, 15 watts, especially wireless charging. You lose a lot of charge to heat uh, that's just physics and you have reverse wireless charging at 4.5 watts which i've complained about multiple multiple times and i'm sure you do not want to hear it again now for colors we do have per bora purple graphite pink gold blue yellow white navy khaki and red i don't know where the rest of those colors came from because if you go to the u.s samsung website you only get bora purple graphite pink gold and blue you do obviously still have those bespoke color options, but that's Samsung only. So if you order from Samsung directly, that's when you can get all those kinds of color combinations and different color schemes, if you will. Uh, but since I will be ordering from a carrier, I am limited to only four colors, and I am going to get the pink gold. And before you say anything, I really love the gold side rails, and I wanted to get a custom bespoke one, but for issues that shall remain unnamed i'm gonna i can't get it so i'm gonna get the pink gold order some d brand skins white obviously because i i want to get a white back and gold frame which is that's the design that i wanted that's how i designed it on the bespoke and so i'm gonna kind of make my own design it's gonna be like a gold pinkish rail and i'm gonna have white back so to cover up the pink, because I'm not a big fan of pink. Uh, but I will be able to create that design. And yeah, so I, I really want that. So yeah, that's my version of going with my plan. That's my plan B, basically, for the design that I wanted. I don't want another graphite phone. It's the phone that I have right now. It's the color that I have right now on the S22 Plus. And it's a great it's a great color. It's a beautiful color. I just want more colorful colors. You know, I've always gone black or white with my phones. I want a little bit of color. So I'm going with pink gold. Now, if they don't have that, I'm going to go with graphite. 
because obviously, you know, it's, it's a very neutral color and I don't mind having a black and white phone. That's still kind of cool, but I just want that gold side rail. That's why I'm getting pink gold and I'll cover the pink up with a white D brand skin. So that's the plan for my design. That's how I'm going to make it and that's how it's going to stay that way. I'm never going to take off that skin because I don't want a pink phone. So anyway, $1,000 for this price, but there's a lot of carrier deals and incentives. AT&T is offering this phone for free, $1,000 off uh, via the credit for the monthly payments of the phone line service. So you can get the phone for free but you're going to be tied down to AT&T for around two years or something like that but carrier deals if you're already on AT&T go ahead and jump on that go check out your carrier deals there's a lot of carrier deals and if you don't want to stick to a carrier go to samsung.com they have crazy crazy trade-in deals that you won't find anywhere else quite literally because they honestly do have the highest trade-in values that I've ever seen which is pretty pretty good to see Samsung at least doing that um, to incentivize upgrading. But if you have the Z Flip 3, I wouldn't recommend upgrading. It's not that much of a difference. Upgrade when the Z Flip 5 comes out. That's when I'd say, okay, jump on it. But as of right now, not really. That was it for this one. This was first impressions. We will talk about my... Well, actually, I'll show you the phone, obviously, in the video. So I will see you guys then. Till then, peace out.